Welcome to It's Not Them, It's You, the show where we take ownership of our choices and where they have gotten us so far. I'm your host, Joy Dennis. Thanks for joining me. So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, hypnotherapy. It seems like a lot of people out there aren't really sure what that's all about or why it would be something that would benefit them or even, um, I don't know, there's a little bit of fear, I think, around the idea of hypnosis. So... So what are the common themes as far as fear goes? um, I think that there's like this misimpression that hypnosis is like mind control Mm -hmm. or that it somehow takes away the will of the participant or that it's manipulation. And so, you know, there's a lot of movies that involve really negative experiences with hypnosis or there's like hypnosis is seen as more of like a party trick. And so... I think that, you know, there can be these big group sessions where people are hypnotized and there can be some funny elements to kind of what happens. But one of the things we need to understand is that no one is ever going to do something under hypnosis that they wouldn't want to do anyway. Out of character. Yeah, it's nothing, never would would do anything out of character. Um, And then I think one of the other misconceptions is that hypnosis only works on people who are weak-minded. And that's, that's a huge fallacy because... Actually, hypnosis works really well on people who are imaginative and creative because when we are using our imaginations and our creativity, we're already tapping into that subconscious world to bring those things to light. So if um, somebody were to be flexible in thinking, that would be different than easily manipulated. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean... I think you would need to tell me more about what flexible thinking means. Well, I think you need a certain amount of flexibility to imagine new scenarios or things that are, I mean, that's the the basis of imagination is thinking of things outside of the current situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you would definitely need to be, like I I said, more creative. Mm -hmm. Creative thinking is, and creative thinkers um, are problem solvers because they move past like kind of what's in front of them into what is possible. It's actually harder to um, use hypnotherapy with someone who is extremely um, like a rigid thinker mm-hmm. because what happens is that their kind of controlling mind, that very literal mind, um, gets in the way. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they can't benefit from hypnotherapy. It just means that there's a different approach, a much more direct approach instead of um, a story, a less of a storytelling approach and more of a direct approach. So what's the difference between a storytelling approach and a direct approach? Well, a storytelling approach um, recognizes that, you know, when we think about like folklore and storytelling legacies that are meant to teach, it's the things that work in those things, like even fairy tales. Fairy tales have a moral base, even and children's stories do too. Those are all a storytelling modality that touches down on our subconscious mind. There are stories and symbolisms within each of those kind of modes of communication that make an impact. And so hypnotherapy works in the same way by using storytelling in a very intentional way to help clients create new inner stories and to bring new um, things home. So for instance, one of the custom scripts that I designed was for a client who was working with some 
dysfunctional family patterns from her past. One that involved feeling like she didn't have full reign over herself and that this mother figure was still kind of holding the keys to her castle. And so in the script that I wrote, it was all about, and and I continued with that kind of mother, queen mother, castle metaphor in the script that I wrote that was about her kind of coming home to herself and taking over and then settling, you know, recognizing where that usurping queen mother aspect belonged. And so that story was very successful in helping this client feel and behave in a way that was more true because she then internally recognized ownership over her own experience in her life. So that's one of the ways that the story works. And so it's like we actually get a lot more out of stories than we realize because there's all these, like, I would say, constant themes through story writing. When you are working with stories, you're you're working with emotions and you're tapping into people's uh, emotional baggage when you're like uh, when I say baggage, I mean what already resides in them as mm-hmm. far as emotional history. Their history, <clears throat> better word than baggage. Um, so you you are tapping into um, or picking away at a scab. So uh, I'm not quite sure what my point is there. Maybe you can be more brilliant about it than me. Um, well, I mean, it is about accessing accessing what's already there to tell a new story about it. And then with, with hypnosis, because it's such an intentional process, it's you can also use more current language, which it's about reprogramming. Because the programming that we have is our historical mm-hmm. like information. And our subconscious mind is always taking in messages and orienting us to those messages. And so we're going to behave, you know, if we were, if we had a childhood experience of basically feeling safer when we were quiet, or unseen, we may still behave that way as an adult because the programming is there. And once you have the programming, we have this natural um, sight that helps us to see only the reinforcing messages, mm-hmm. right? And so we confirmation have confirmation bias. Yeah, we have confirmation bias. We have that kind of like we can only see the things that affirm the previous programming. And so with hypnosis, what we can do is we can come in and say, this is old programming, let's update. Or this is an old story, let's tell a new story. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of it, with when the work that I do with clients, is to overcome obstacles so that my clients can feel empowered to move forward. And a huge piece of that is our survival strategies from childhood that kept us alive and kept us surviving and kept us moving forward, and that were obviously successful because here we are, isn't the best system for thriving. It's like an old system that got us out and made us kind of who we are, but it isn't like you need an update. You need an update that's like, let's take it to the next level. Well, there's a there's survival and coping versus what? Thriving. Would you choose a different word? Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a different word than thriving because thriving rhymes. With <laughs> it works, though. Move from surviving. surviving to thriving. And thriving is having the space to grow. I think it's more... Liberation is the word that I'm okay, thinking of. It because, is freedom, right? Because you're becoming, you're you're allowing yourself to be disentangled from the old story, and mm-hmm. you can um, function and not necessarily cope is the right word, but cope um, is like a baseline. But to to have the skills to navigate life as it is. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, and a lot of the information we receive as young people is translated not necessarily how the people who gave us that information intended. So this isn't like to place blame on our caregivers, but it is to say, as children, our basic instinct is survival. And so we will translate that information into survival strategies, which can be taking on our caregiver's pain or taking on the caregiving role if they don't seem capable to do it. And and basically what we get is programming input about quote unquote who we are that's all basically secondhand information. It's mm-hmm. others, our environment, our peers, our parents, all these people around us telling us who we are. And that's really, uh, it's, I would say, almost, it's almost never accurate. And so our job then is to move past the old and to find like that more authentic self. And so hypnotherapy works really well for excavating who we really are letting go of what's not serving us, letting go of the old stories about who we are and makes it easier to access the information that's already there within us. So another way that I've used hypnotherapy with clients has been, you know, of course people think, oh yeah, hypnosis for weight loss, hypnosis for smoking. You know, I, I've been indoctrinated well enough to know that the response to them is, well, do you want to quit smoking? Because my wife isn't going to flip a switch in your brain. Right. You're going to flip the switch in your brain. So it might not be a one-time session that does it. I think that a lot of people want magic. Like It's true. In the, and I don't, when I say magic, what I mean is people, people want to not have to work at things. Mm-hmm. And so then I might say, well... What's going to happen is you're going to meet with her, and the first thing she's going to uncover is the reason why you're smoking in the first place. And you might not like the answer you get. Yeah, that's true. Because it's never... Like, the way that I work, I feel much more comfortable working from a holistic place. And that's my goal, is to work with clients like mind, body, spirit, and not in this kind of just disconnection, let's just fix you, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like... If you have an issue with your car, chances are it creates other issues down the line. If you have a if you have a plugged hose, it's going to cause other things to go haywire. Yeah, you so definitely you, need to see a doctor if you have a plugged hose. <laughs> so you don't just treat like you don't just say, "Okay, yeah, we'll just get you to stop doing the behavior that is causing you problems." Because the behavior is symptomatic of something deeper. We can't ever just look at behavior and say, "Okay, that's the issue." And a lot of people, I mean, this is modern medicine. Let's fix the symptom, but not deal with the cause. And so I don't want to work that way. And so when I do go into The reason why you don't want to work that way is because it's all it does is perpetuate the problem. Well, if someone has an addiction that's coming out as smoking because there's an unmet need or an attachment disorder, they may stop smoking, but they may take up some other habit. Right. And so there's not going to be a resolution of addictive behavior Unless you really go to the root of where is this behavior stemming from. And so I don't actually do a lot of weight loss or smoking cessation work because a lot of the folks who are interested in that work, or I should say are interested in that solution, are not interested in the work. <clears throat> and and with weight loss also, it is you know, it's such a hot button topic for our culture. 
whether it's fine to be a certain weight, whether it isn't fine to be a certain weight, whether your weight says something deeper about you, um, whether you're, you know, like there's just a lot of mixed messages around body image. But when it comes down to it, our bodies have an element of their own wisdom. And one of the most common things that I see is that sometimes a weight imbalance is about self-protection. It isn't about overeating. It isn't about lack of exercise. It isn't about unhealthy choices. It's about the body's mechanism for survival and keeping the individual emotionally safe. Mm -hmm. And so someone could say, can you please just get me to have an aversion to junk food so that I don't eat so much and I lose weight? And it's like, well, that's not, you know, we need to do deeper work to discover where this really is coming from. And unless someone is ready to do that work, then it is very um, difficult and frustrating on both sides. And so what I find, though, is that when I have clients who want to just to do the more holistic work, there will be the side effect maybe of healthier eating, better choices, and natural weight loss without trying because they're taking care of themselves, because some of the other insecurity and fear issues are resolved, because self-love is in the mix. Mm -hmm. And... So our our bodies and our minds want to come into this beautiful place of homeostasis. Like we want to feel balanced. We want to have harmony. And when we're not in a in that harmonious state internally and externally, then that's where the work needs to begin. And yeah. so that's where we look at all of these different aspects. And so with with hypnotherapy in particular, it's the reason that I even actually got into hypnotherapy is I was a life coach and doing plenty of work before I decided to do this. And then suddenly I was like, sometimes with clients, we're both just banging our heads against the wall. <laughs> we're both just like, we're, we talked about this last time. We talked about this last time. And so the thing that drew me to hypnotherapy was what if we could go deeper and resolve issues on the subconscious level so that on the conscious mental level, we're not just rehashing the same stuff over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that is like, that's been like my motivation to do it. And it's helpful. It's working in, I mean, it's not, I don't use hypnosis with all my clients. Not everybody finds that that is what they're interested in, but there will be specific clients where I say, okay, we've been talking about this one thing quite a bit. How about we try this? And so I use it as an additional tool to serve the clients that I work with. And I have a couple that I, a couple clients that I use, um, one of the hypnosis techniques that I use with them is about helping them relax and reduce anxiety. And so we do those sessions actually fairly frequently because mm -hmm. it helps her recenter and reground and come back to herself. And I know that over time, that's going to become deeper and deeper ingrained in her own um, skill set. Right. That's kind of like changing the story. It is. It is. And it's actually giving her access to more inner space. So that she can cult has the inner space to cultivate more skills and to come back into the moment and say, okay, everything is good here. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I think that changing the story is a, maybe a good phrase to use because there's, there's going to be stories regardless. So every time when you're, when you're working with hypnosis, all, all that you're doing is changing the story. I'm sorry for repeating myself. <laughs> well, and some of the changing of the story isn't just like, let's just flip the script. It is actually, let's tell a story that gives you a context and the tools to self-heal. Mm -hmm. 
And that is some of the most powerful storytelling is you're in this scenario, you have this thing to do, we're going to partner with your subconscious to release and remove specific blocks that are keeping you back. And like you can have a broom, you can have a rake, you can have a hammer to break up stones, whatever shows up for you is the right thing. And the goal of this little story is empowerment, um, removal of unconscious obstacles. And then at the towards the end of the script, we get to this self-revelation of this is your ideal self. Spend time with your ideal self to know what the goal of your experience is. Yeah. Yeah. You have to experience it to uh, really cement it. Yes. And integrate it because part of the process is embrace this asp- this self that feels so elusive and integrate it in. And that's one of the scripts that I use most frequently because we need to have a taste of what is possible within ourselves. Right. And that one is so empowering. So if this just sounds like fluffy or um, woo-woo, I I would have to just jump in. And I'm the first person to call that kind of stuff out. Um, I would have to jump in and say that... I can't think of one gold medal winner in the Olympics uh, who doesn't visualize winning. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you hear a story of like, how did you make this world record? Right. Um, it's always a story of, well, I decided and I visualized actually crossing the finish line first, mm-hmm. not crossing the finishing line. Finish line dead last or where I normally come in second I said no let's let's see what it looks like in my mind to get there ahead of everyone else which is using your imagination Mm -hmm. and using your imagination connects you like directly to your subconscious and and actually tells your subconscious the story you want it to integrate because our subconscious really is kind of like that networking hub that makes everything else happen and I think that we really disregard it but we're always running on subconscious story. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that like that we maybe don't understand is that we are always being hypnotized. Right. We're always being hypnotized. We're always coming into a trance state. T- television, movies, you know, conversations, conversations, media is always inputting messages and a lot of times there's a reason why they use commercials on TV. And it's because when you're watching something passively, you're already in a trance state, so you're already in your most receptive mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even go into soft trance states when we're driving. Yeah. So I think that the the real heart of the matter is trust. Like anybody listening to this would say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, media is like it's a Fifth Avenue is the ultimate um, mesmerizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do make a lot of money off of that. And it's about putting people in uh, reptilian mode, um, mainly. Well, and but back to the point of trust yeah. is why should somebody trust you if they're if they don't know you? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. Think I mean, and, yeah. and to a further point is y- you do charge for your services, so um, it's, it's it's a a trust, and a, you're also profiting. So, well. I think that there's a lot of ways to look at that piece. One, I find that my work is not as effective with people who get it for free because there isn't a financial commitment 
which means there isn't any work being done. So the financial commitment to doing the work is just as important as a willingness to do the work because it means that, you know, essentially you put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Or And if we are willing to pay for something, it means that we value it and that we're going to make it worth it. And so that's why that financial exchange piece is there. Plus also it's like, you can say I'm quote unquote profiting off of it, but I'm offering a service and there should be an exchange. True. You know, it's not as if I'm giving them, giving someone nothing. Yeah. And so the exchange is there to make sure that the relationship is balanced. So I, I think I got off the idea of trust. Yeah. The trust piece is that it's really important to me to build rapport with my clients, to make sure that they're comfortable, to ask, you know, to give them the space to ask any questions and to really... What I always do is say, this is the script that we're going to use this time. I'm going to give you some information about it so that when it comes up, it's familiar. I don't ever want somebody to feel surprised by the story that's being told or um, shocked or, you know, kind of put off by the fact that I'm not using their language. So this is a piece where I talk to the clients about their specific wording for their specific goals so that what we're doing is reinforcing their own story within the story. And we're using their specific languaging so that there is a, a sense of comfort. I really haven't ever done, I think, hypnosis with someone who didn't feel comfortable with me. Um, and it could be that we work together casually, and not casually, but we work together more in a coaching capacity before we get to that hypnosis piece. Right. It's all part of one big package. It oh. is. <clears throat> and I want people to, you know, and I really want to make sure that the client feels comfortable, feels safe, and feels supported and cared for, and that there's no question about that. And honestly, I have, I don't know, I tend to be someone that people are drawn to anyway. Mm -hmm. So I haven't ever had any issues with people feeling uncomfortable in that way. So currently, in terms of your services, and this could change, um, if you're listening to this in 2090, uh, you... (laughs) Um, one, congratulations, we've made it further than we thought we would. Uh, also, check my website. Uh, yeah, but in terms of the services you provide, um, you do have some initial consultations that are, um, are they free? Or what, what's going on with that? Um, I do offer a free 30-minute get-to-know-you session because I really want to make sure that the, that the client feels like I'm a good fit for the needs that they have. And then this is also for me. I want to make sure that the client is a good fit for me too, mm-hmm. that I know that, that I can assist them and I can be supportive and that the work we do together will be empowering for both of us. And so it really isn't a one-sided choice. You hand me the money, I say I'll work with you. It is very much a collaborative effort. And because it's a collaborative effort, I need to make sure that we're going to be a good team. Yeah. So that 30-minute initial consultation is just to see if we are going to be a good team. The next session that someone could expect is actually a 90-minute session. Mm-hmm. And that 90-minute session is really a get-to-know-you kind of session. To It gives us a long time to talk about client goals, to talk about where they're at today, and to talk about strategies um, for where we want to go together. And that 90 minutes is super valuable. There's also some paperwork involved um, because I just really like to have a full picture of everything that's happening. The paperwork probably sounds kind of lame, but the questions are meaningful. They show me kind of the story, the background story of where the client is, and then we can talk more about it. Yeah. Um, So would you ever, like, do hypnotherapy for somebody who's never 
uh, done a consultation with you? I don't think so because that we wouldn't have had a chance to establish rapport and I really wouldn't know what they needed. Okay. And that wouldn't, I don't feel like that would be in line with my integrity to just do a one-off session. It would be different though. Like, cause I am, I want to make some hypnosis recordings available. Yeah. And there are recording like just hypnosis sessions that are going to benefit anyone wherever they're at. So more of a general hypnosis versus a custom hypnosis session. Mm -hmm. And those I would feel comfortable with offering to clients because there's going to be universal benefit. Whereas if someone was working with something specific, um, I would want to know more of what was going on. Yeah. At least through even maybe an email conversation. The other thing is, is that I have a lot of people who ask, oh, can you do hypnosis over the phone? And because what we're doing right now is I only meet with clients virtually because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And I do do hypnosis over the phone. All you need to do is be able to hear my voice. I do prefer video so that I can just see you and kind of watch how deep trance is, kind of notice how deep your breath is. Um but it doesn't impact anything at all. It actually, because the client is in their own home and their own environment, there is actually a deeper relaxation that's possible because of that sense of safety. Mm-hmm. And so that, I haven't found that that's gotten in the way at all. Yeah, I would say definitely being in your own space can be more comfortable than showing up at somebody's office. Right. Um, however, some of our spaces are cluttered um, are also the site of where the pain in our lives originates. That's true. Um, and so it can be really good to shake up your location, um, to shake up your brain mm-hmm. or mind. Yeah, I Don't am shake your brain, people. No. <laughs> I am looking forward to being able to see clients in person again because cultivating that safe space environment is so important to me. Of course, the face, meeting face-to-face is always best. Can you talk about how you witnessed hypnotherapy like unlock somebody's mental state and the outcome? Like, let's talk about results. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Well, I did mention at the very beginning how I worked with a client who really needed to like reclaim her own self and her own space in her life and was like kind of dealing with a narcissistic parent sort of intrusion. And I did write a custom script for her and the feedback was, and I I created a recording for her so she could use it for reinforcement. And the feedback that I got from her was that she did have a newfound sense of freedom from that and felt like she could definitely move into success as if the weight of kind of this need to be diminished in comparison to that parent was gone. And that was the thing that was really getting in her way and really holding her back. Hmm. was that this idea that had been programmed into her from childhood was that she could never surpass her own mother. And so she could never be more successful or appear to be more successful than that parent in particular. And so the script that I created and the sessions that we did really released her from that old story Mm -hmm. so that she could move forward and be successful in her own right without this guilt or shame burden holding her back. Yeah, that's really complicated. That's like... uh... There's all kinds of bad feelings that can be connected with that, like ranging from envy to uh, very low Mm self-esteem or hopelessness. Yes. Um, So being able to be not usurp your parent, but to move past needing to compete with your parent is huge. Yeah. And I mean, that story was very much about coming into her own power Mm -hmm. and 
having access to herself as is her right. And so coming into her own power, her own personal authority, and essentially having the keys to her own kingdom, that own, her own inner space, without having someone else in the mix calling all the shots. And, and so it was, a very, it was a very powerful session. And the thing that was so exciting for me is that I love the creative aspect of writing scripts for clients that are very personal to their situations, very personal to their scenarios, and how potent that storytelling is. Yeah, that is, uh, that's not something you can get by clicking on some random link on YouTube. No. I mean, there are a lot of hypno sessions that are great for general audiences, mm -hmm. but it's not the same kind of intimacy of someone help assisting you through writing your power story, essentially. Right. I mean, it, it's really, I would say, if you're feeling like you're struggling or um, you're, you have some sort of blockage to use the vernacular. Um, well, self-sabotage is a big one. It, yeah, if, if you're feeling that way and your impulse is as you're scrolling through Facebook because you're lonely and you're looking for some sort of companionship besides your own mind... And what you end up coming across is a personality quiz. <laughs> and, and you go through that personality quiz. And the end result is just uh, basically uh, what a computer and a very poor writer uh, have teamed up to, to tell you who you are. Uh, you're barking up the wrong tree, um, which was my experience. This... <laughs> I was like, you're telling your own story right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my experience last week was, uh, you know, I, I was out of sorts. And uh, people are, are happy to prey on you in uh, moment, moments of weakness. It's, uh... And all you have to do is trade your email address for the information exactly. desired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but, you know, and what I got back from that was so off the planet as far as who I am. So, um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be something out there that is useful. But what you end up coming across in these little ads and these quizzes uh, is is pure garbage. Um, so, uh, Well, it's meant to be bait. It's meant to be bait to right. get you to go deeper into a program to follow someone else's path to something. Yeah. So I, I guess that the, the thing is, is that if you're going to be vulnerable like that, and it's not really vulnerability, is it? It's clicking on some answers anonymously and you don't know the person. And you... Well, it's, I mean, I, I first, not wanting to sound like a jerk, but it's called half-ass seeking. Yeah. Because there's no actual investment in change. Right. It's what easy info can I get that might make me feel better or at least connect me to someone who else who is awesome. Like if you take a quiz that tells you you're like such and such celebrity, it's like, well, if I'm like someone who's successful, then maybe I can settle for that, like someone else's secondhand success. Right. Or if you're like this story character, I mean, some, some quizzes help you sort of connect with archetypes, but if that's as far as it goes, then what's the point? What are you going to do with the information? Yeah. Yeah, it's just disposable therapy. It and it's is. not even therapy. But I'll, no, it's not therapy. I mean, because what do you do? You look at it, it, it gives you that little dopamine hit because someone says you're special, and then you move on. And you, what did you do? Did you integrate the information? Did well, it you change? Don't, you don't move on. Well, I mean, you just sort of go on with your life. Right. Is what I mean. You scroll on. You scroll on. But it's like it didn't 
it didn't change maybe your perceptions of yourself. It didn't change. It didn't actually ask you to change anything about yourself. It didn't push you towards new actions, new choices. Well, it might if you sent like a large sum of money to a bank account. <laughs> I guess. In uh, <laughs> some country you've never heard of. Well, yeah, that's a different kind of clickbait. But um, yeah, I mean, this is, I would say that one of the things that my clients get from me is a deeply personal connection that is really tailored to them, their experience, their story, and their future. Because I'm invested. I'm invested, and the reason that I even do the work that I do is because I believe that everyone has the potential for being successful in whatever that looks like for them, and that success really isn't kind of like this commercial picture of success. What it is is freedom. And and my deepest desire for myself, for the people that I love and the people that I work with, is that they experience themselves as authentic human beings and that they are free to be that person. Thanks for listening. To support my podcast and to help me take it to the next level, click the support button below. To ask questions, get feedback, or have input on what topics I may cover in the future, email me at itsyoupodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in learning more about working with me as a client, head on over to joyfullifeintuitive.com. Until then, remember, it's you.